give the Lord a praise offering this morning? He just comes into our lives in just the right moment. He fills us with life and love. He gives us liberty. Amen. Let's sing this next song about how great his love is. How it doesn't matter what's there. He will move it to get to you. His love is a reckless in that way. And that he doesn't care what he has to do to get to you. He wants you and he wants that relationship with you. Before I spoke a word, you were singing oh.
just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us all. And oh, how he loves us. How he loves us
Can we sing that one more time tonight, today? How you love. And oh, how he loves us. Thank you so much for your love, God, that draws us in, God, that you, God, have come to seek and save us, the lost, God. Thank you, because it is your love that has drawn us into your presence right now, God. Thank you, because we are currently standing, I believe, in your presence, God. Thank you for your spirit. God, that continues to minister to us, to love on us, God. We don't deserve that love, God. So thank you for being such a gracious God. Today we celebrate Palm Sunday, God, and we proclaim that you are King, Heavenly Father, not just when you rode in on that donkey, but when you rode into our hearts, God, you are King there. Lord, you are king everywhere. God, I pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine who are celebrating uh, Palm Sunday probably in a different way than what we would expect, God. I pray that you be with them, that you comfort them, and that you bring peace, God, that your spirit continues to move even in the midst of all that's going on, God, because you are a God who's unstoppable. No amount of violence, chaos, no war, no atrocities can stop your love, God. And I pray that be true, especially for our friends and family in Ukraine. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are and what you do. And we ask that you continue to minister to us, God, as we reach our friends who may be battling sickness, drug addiction, all kinds of stuff. Be with us, God, and help us to live like you and love like you. I thank you and I praise you. Lord, for all that you are, all that you do, it's in your mighty, mighty name we pray, God. Amen. Church, why don't we greet each other for a moment as worship comes to an end. Take a moment and just greet each other. All right, for all my extroverts who are still out there being extroverts, you may now be seated. <laughs> oh, someone's had their coffee, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and by someone, I mean Pastor Richard, of course. He's still out here talking to people. Come on. <laughs> um, so we got a couple announcements real quick before we get started uh, with everything else. Guys, Journey to the Cross, is, was anybody here on Friday for Journey to the Cross? Wasn't that just a beautiful, beautiful thing, man? 
Um, so if you were there, just thank you for being there. That was a fantastic event. There's plenty of more where that came from, by the way. Um, uh, but speaking of stuff like that, you know, Easter is next week. And Easter, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's always kind of a huge event because we look at in celebration to the resurrection of our king, right? But in terms of logistics as a church, this is kind of an interesting event every year because this is where we get the most visitors, right? And I'm always super excited to see so many new faces, but with that in mind, we need all hands on deck next week. So if you want to volunteer, if you've not yet stepped into the life of the church as a volunteer in some capacity, then we need you on Easter Sunday. If you want more info on how to get involved as like an usher, a greeter, something like that, Pastor Cindy right over here can get you more info right after service. She's over here wearing that bright red dress looking fantastic. Um, also, uh, child dedications immediately after this service. So if you are here for that, uh, stay here for that after this service. Um, also, what else we got? Um, training for prison ministry will be happening Wednesday, April 13th in room 103. Um, so that's coming up from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. with uh, Renee Chavez. Is Renee here still? Yes, she is right over there in the denim jacket. Looking like a worship leader today. I love it. Um, so be here for that if you are interested in that. Also, we've got Christian education classes coming up soon. I have a professor who always said there's a difference between a childlike faith and a childish faith. And I think Christian education classes are a great way to step into your faith with more maturity, with more understanding. And so uh, classes uh, or signups start April 20th. So be ready for that. Um, and I know I'm coming, kind of going rapid fire this morning. I'm sorry, there's a lot going on. Um, but we also have uh, the CWC's putting on a women's conference. Uh, I believe it's the 22nd and the 23rd. Uh, today was supposed to be the last day to register for that, but we've extended it till next or to this Wednesday. So if you want to sign up for that, time is ticking. So please see Sister Debbie out there in the mall at the table right after. Uh, and other than that, I believe that it's all of our announcements. Church, thank you so much for your continuous uh, faithfulness with, uh, with donating, with your tithes, with your offerings. You can continue to donate with the text to give. You can continue to give at nbcabq.com forward slash give. And we also have our tithing boxes at every corner of this here sanctuary. So with all that being said, church, why don't we welcome our senior pastor to the stage today, Richard Mansfield. Thank you, sir. You know, I, I, I said it's always a joy that you guys clap when I come up here because you might be throwing tomatoes when it's all over. <laughs> uh, hey, don't forget this Friday. I need a lot of volunteers because we have the food distribution. And so get here at 10 o'clock, and then we uh, give out the food. All of you uh, junior high and high school, please be dismissed to your class right now. It's really a joy to be able to have you for that. And ladies, the conference is coming up. I really want to encourage all you ladies to sign up for that conference. The table's out in the lobby, and just uh, uh, feel free to go up to that table and find out all the information and, and to really join that event. Hey, guys, there's people that you meet sometimes, and all of a sudden you come across and, and you just have a kindred spirit, such has been the case with this gentleman that uh, is heading this amazing conference that's coming to town. It's next month, and his name is Steve Stewart. Steve's here with us today. Uh, so, Steve, if you could make your way up real quick and just uh, share with him exactly what's taking place. 
Appreciate it, sir. Thanks, Pastor Richard. Hi. Uh, I'll be very quick. Uh, we have a conference called The Beautiful Gospel. Uh, comes out of our deep conviction that the gospel is bigger, more inclusive, more powerful, and more beautiful than we ever realized. And we've got folks coming from as far away as, as Uganda and Australia, across America, Canada. And we've got people coming from every background, every denominational background. Uh, of, because of this, we have a common hunger for more of Jesus. Amen. We have a common hunger to, to experience uh, his beauty at a deeper and deeper level. So I would love for you to come. We've got these flyers out uh, in, I nearly said a foyer, which shows you that I'm from Canada, but um, you don't know that, all right. Uh, but if, you, uh, if you'd like to pick one up, I'm serious, I would absolutely love for this church to come. I, I'm so encouraged by it that I, uh, uh, I talked them in at the office into a $20 discount for this church. So Thank God you. bless you. Good to be with you. Appreciate it, my brother. Thank you so much. So uh, you could you could uh, definitely take advantage of that conference and that discount. Uh, Steve already sat through one service. If you need to leave, we understand. But uh, if you want to sit through the abuse again, we welcome you. <laughs> Guys, uh, this is Palm Sunday. This is the day that Jesus was going to ride into Jerusalem and when he rode into Jerusalem, he started off on the east side, and and there's a a, a large hill. Uh, they call it a mount, but it's 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 just a, a, it's not a mountain, but it's a large hill. And those of you that have gone with me to Israel before, we've stood at the top of that hill and we walked down the path where Jesus rode the donkey, and his disciples leading him, and. But halfway down, he looked at Jerusalem, and he just started weeping. He started crying. He was weeping over Jerusalem because he knew that he was going to be going in to praises, but by the end of the week, they were shouting, crucify him. He knew that they knew him only as this great guy that had fed us on several occasions at a big fish fry and a big, big gathering, but they didn't really believe that he was the Messiah, the son of the living God, that he was the promised Messiah. And so they were missing it. So he was broken and he goes in and they are singing praises to him. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And yet they were yelling and shouting and praising there were those that were scheming and preparing to kill him and wanting him dead. And in the midst of this mean world, Jesus stayed nice. And that's what I want to talk about today is staying nice in a mean world. How many of you know we live in a really mean world nowadays? It's changed so much. People aren't friendly anymore. People are just plain out mean anymore. It's like, I don't understand what happens, but there's, there's an anger that underrides, uh, and this is across America. It's not just across Albuquerque or across New Mexico. It's across America. 
there's a real divide. And people are attacking each other and arguing and fighting with, with each other. Fighting online, fighting on social media. 30, 40, 20, 50 year olds that are taking their business to the streets, posting it. I'm not, you're not going to believe what my man did. You're not going to believe what my woman did. You're not going to, oh, it's like, oh my gosh, do you understand what you're doing right now? And they're mean. People are just mean anymore. And Jesus tells us this in John 16, 33. He says, I have told you this so that you may have peace in me. Told us what? That here on earth, you will have many trials and tribulations. If you have your Bible, underline many. Many. Aren't you glad you came to church today? I'm telling you, you're going to have a lot of problems. But you're going to have trials and tribulations. But he says, but take heart. Take heart. Because I have overcome the world. See, he's saying you're going to have challenges. You're going to have mean people do ugly things to you, say ugly things about you, do things to you that you're going to say, why on earth are these people attacking me? What's wrong with them? Yet they do. In John chapter 15, verse 19 and 20, it says that the world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it but you are no longer part of the world. Glory to God. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Do do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. And since they persecuted me, naturally, they're going to persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they'd listen to you. So God, we come to you asking that you lead us, guide us, and help us to understand how to stay nice in the middle of a mean world, to really represent you properly and to respond properly. I pray in Christ's name, amen. So what I want to deal with, I want to give you seven steps, seven lessons, seven principles, seven precepts, on how to remain nice, how to stay nice in a mean world, how to respond to being bullied. When people are straight out bullying you, some of them are in your household. You came to church today and your wife is going, oh, God bless you, Mr. Holy Man, you're going to church. Or your husband said, yes, Miss Righteous One. In your very household, your kids mock you. Or it might be at work might be at school, might be in an organization you're part of, wherever it might be, I'm telling you, I want to give you some steps. And the very first thing you need to do when someone's bullying you, when they're picking at you, when they're attacking you, you need to examine the source of who's bullying you. Examine the source. Take a good look at them and say, okay, who are they? Well, wow, they're not even Christians. No wonder they're acting like that. Or man, they, they're... I, I'm Democrat and they're Republican. I'm Republican and they're Democrat. I'm, I'm uh, you know, this country's so divided over nonsense, over nonsense. 
Every four years we have elections of a president and every, now there used to be just a little debates. Now it's all out war. It's what's wrong with us? But evaluate, really examine and say, okay, who's bullying me? Well, it's that person. That person doesn't even know Jesus. Well, of course they're going to act like an idiot. Because all of us have been idiots at one time or another, amen? Yeah, just some of us stay there. Don't stay there anymore. Jesus set me free. I'm not an idiot. I still do dumb things every once in a while, but I don't stay there. See, examine exactly what's going on. Examine what's happening and who's saying it because it'll help you release it and go, oh, why am I getting all shook up? Oh, my gosh. That's my daughter who's having a bad moment and she's yelling at the whole world. So why am I taking it personal? You, You see what I mean? In the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the rulers and authorities of unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. You see, do you understand that There truly are spirits that float around and evil spirits. Some people go, you mean you believe in ghosts? They they can manifest themselves, but it's not like a ghost like in the movies. It's evil spirits. The devil wants to mess things up. Do you know that God is already here? But do you know one of the first ones that walks through the doors of a church is the devil. He does not want you to grab a hold of a message that's going to transform your life. He does not want you to function in love. He does not want you to get a hold of of, of the things that are going to help you really get power in your life. So the devil shows up to just mess with your head. So you're out there getting a donut. I can't believe they got the donut I wanted. Shame on them. That was the only pink donut left. I wanted pink. Man, it's like, calm down. Calm down. I can't believe, look at the way she's looking at me. Well, I'll look back. I'll mad dog her just like she's mad dogging me. Look at him. Who does he think he is? I think he's all Joe Suave. Oh, my gosh. It's like, what's wrong with us? Yet people do stuff like that. See, the devil wants to mess with you. When you're in service, you're in service and you're just enjoying the, the, the word, you're enjoying the worship, and, and he goes, you see that chick over there? Man, isn't she fine? It's like, what's wrong? God, get out of these, get these thoughts out of my head. See, the devil wants to mess with you because there's spirits, and that's why we bring in worship and praise to drive out all these evil spirits so we can be in the presence of the holy God and worship him and say, thank you, God, for what you're doing. We got to get a hold of him just like he has to get a hold of us. So examine who's saying those things or doing those things. And it helps you understand, like, why am I getting all shook up? My gosh, they're weirdos. They're they're sinners. They need Jesus. And if they're Christians, then they must be going through something. Because what's the old saying? Hurt people, hurt people. So we need to really help. You need to realize that. Second thing, if you're getting bullied and you get all shook up and people are being mean to you, 
remember whose you are. Remember whose you are. We're child of the king. We are Christians. We belong to him. We used to teach little kids a song. I am his and he is mine. His banner over me is love. You remember that? Well, we ought to sing that as adults. Because his banner is love. And he's over me and I'm his and he's mine. So you know what? I don't care what fiery darts come at me. God's going to extinguish them. He's going to protect me. He's going to take care of me. I'm going to make it. So you're not going to get all rattled and shaken up and, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And No, I'm the Lord's. I'm the Lord's. And, Lord, I don't know if you see them picking on me. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. So, Lord, can you take care of it for me? Because instead, we start getting craziness in our head. And look what he says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You belong to God. You belong to God, my dear children. You have, uh, you have already won a victory over those people. Because a spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. So in other words, God's in me. So God... I need some thick skin because they're hurling some ugly comments at me. They've sent me some ugly texts. They've sent me some ugly emails. They've sent me an ugly message. They've sent me an ugly letter. Or they just got in my face and just chewed me out. Some people just think it's their job to keep you in check. I'm keeping you humble. Oh, shut up. Who's keeping you humble? You're so arrogant thinking I've got to keep everyone humble. You ought to start with you. See, we got to remember whose we are. In Psalm 56, verse 3 and 4, it says, But when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. What he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? In other words, you know what? God's got this. God's got this. God's got me covered. I belong to him and he's taking care of me. I don't have to put up with this garbage. So I don't have to listen to it. Now, I'll be straight up. When somebody says something mean to me, I, I do examine it and say, God, is there any truth to that? Am I, am, I, am I that? And if I am, then guess what? Lord, forgive me. I repent. They didn't do it in a godly way, but I still repent. But if there's no truth to it at all, I say, Lord, help me get it out of my head because I can't listen to that false report of the devil. See, because it'll mess you up. I'm yours, Lord, and you know my voice and I know yours, so speak and redirect me. See, and after that, it takes you to the third thing is choose not to retaliate against the bullies. Don't retaliate. Don't get, don't get even. Don't, don't get in a fight. Look, Jesus comes into Jerusalem. He comes in on this donkey. Someone asked me the other day, do we have a donkey here? I go, here I am. <laughs> yeah. People say, donkey. Come here, donkey. I'm there. <laughs> but hear me. Because we could all be donkeys at times, can't we? Haven't you ever been stubborn? Yeah, man. 
And we want to retaliate because we were hurt. Jesus rides in and they're, they're brutal to him. He went to the, to the temple and they turned it into just a, a flea market where they were ripping people off. He wasn't mad because they were selling things at the flea market, at the church. He was because they were ripping people off. They had to change the coin into temple coin. So let's say, let's just say it was a dollar. You'd say, hey, I need change for a dollar. And they'd only give you back 75 cents. You're like, hey, wait, I, I, I thought I got four quarters back. We keep one for us. He was like, what's wrong with this picture? They were selling animals to be sacrificed. You were supposed to bring the best of the best. They weren't bringing the best. They were just selling them. Hey, this is convenient. You don't have to look for sheep. We got some here. We got turtle doves. Well, that one's all messed up. Oh, that's a good price though. Come on. So he got tired of that and he turned tables over. See, Jesus, who loves us, didn't retaliate. He didn't hurl out insults to them. And we need to make sure that we follow suit because we get tempted because when someone hurts us, man, we wanna, we wanna get at them. And sometimes back in the old days, some of us used to get at them. We would get physical. And now we don't, we're, we're more sophisticated. So we get online and we start getting our troops. Man, did you hear what happened? Oh, get Johnny backstabbed me, man. I said, Johnny, oh, Susie got, man, she's all messed up. And then you see Susie, oh, yeah, there, look at Susie. She thinks oh, she's all that. And before you know it, you have people against each other. Now, just for the record, if there's a Johnny or a Susie here, I'm not talking about you. It's just a generic name I pulled out of the sky, Johnny, Susie, okay. Well, why didn't you use Richard and Cindy? That would be better. Use Pastor Richard and Pastor Cindy. Why do you have to use Susie and Johnny? Oh my gosh, don't retaliate. See, we want to get even. We want to get back at them. We want to take matters in our hands and say, just wait, I said, when you least expect it. Sopas, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Some of you guys are going, what are sopas? Just means like, like Batman. Pow, zap, wow. In Romans chapter 12, verse 17 through 19, he says, never pay back evil with more evil. Say it, say never, never. never. Ne- what does that say? Never. That doesn't mean, well, hi, well, uh, it's under the circumstances. No, he's saying never. Never pay back evil with evil. Do things in such a manner that everyone can see that you're honorable. Do all things, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. We need to do this to live at peace with everyone. And then he says, dear friends, never take revenge. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. So turn them over in prayer. Just say, God, you saw what they did, Lord. I'm wounded, I'm hurt. God, I'm gonna give it over to you. I'm gonna give it over to you and 
and I'm going to pray for them and say, sick them, God, sick them, get them, get them good. That's not what he's saying. He's saying he'll take care of them. He'll take care of them. He's going to deal with it. So we need to really choose not to retaliate and get crazy. We need to keep it in check. We need to keep it right before God. Because otherwise, it'll, it'll drive you nuts. See, you're trying to get even and you're trying to, to, to make them pay. It's like the old saying is saying, you're drinking poison and want them to die. It affects you, it affects you and it messes you up. That bitterness and unforgiveness and that hate. You turn into them. You turn into them. We can't get there. And and then the next thing we need to do is don't just retaliate, but but respond positively to the bully. Positively to the person that's mean to you. Let, let me tell you what I mean by positively. That doesn't mean, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so glad you were just hurling insults at me. That's not, no. But you're saying, you know what, Lord? Man, they really wounded me. God, they wounded me. I really can't allow this feeling I'm having to conquer me. So God, I I need to show them love. I need to show them love. Sometimes if they're hurling insults in your face, right in front of you, just keep your mouth shut and stand there. Don't say, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Don't, 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 Don't get there. Just hold on and say, you know what, Lord? I'm, I'm really, man, God, I, in the old days, I, I would have I beat them. I would have slapped them. I would have scratched their eyes out. I would have I punched their lights out to the moon and back. Whew, man, thank you, Lord, that you've changed me. You see, in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, it says right there, don't, don't let evil conquer you but conquer evil by doing good so if they do something wicked to you just say wow lord that hurt i'm not going to say anything i'm going to walk away look they've been talking about the slap that went around the world okay so everyone's been talking about it but chris some people was it set up you know what i I don't think it was set up personally. All I know is this, that Chris, Chris Rock, right? Chris Rock, he handled it good. He didn't get all stupid and get all, ah, yeah, well, you want to see this? I'm a comedian. I'm going to really take you to town. And he almost did. He went, okay, shut up, stop. And you know what? People have now defended him. Because he handled it positively. He's a comedian. I'm not going to get into dialogue. That's for another moment, another time. Whether he did right or wrong or you know what? I'm just saying that you know what? He chose to conquer evil by not doing evil. Instead, he did good. And that's what we need to do. In Matthew 5.44, it says, love your enemies. That's hard. 
Now, that's not talking about someone that you know and you love really well, but you're fighting. That's saying your enemies, people that hate you, want to destroy you, love them, pray for those who persecute you. And again, like I say, pray. Pray, God, I pray for them. I pray that you get a hold of them. Vengeance is yours. Take them to town, God. Make them suffer. God's not going to answer that prayer. See what you say is, Lord, I don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe they don't know you, Jesus. I, I hope and pray they come to know you because they're, they're hurting a lot of people. And if they do know you and they're Christians, then say, God, I pray for my enemy because they wounded me. And they say they know you. Man, what's wrong with them? They're, they must be going through something harsh to be so mean. Now, if you did something, it's not that you deserve it. Because you're not supposed to fight fire with fire, but shame on you. Then repent and say, I'm sorry I, I created this. But it says, pray for your enemies. Pray for those people that have hurt you, have persecuted you. Pray for them. Respond positively. Give them a blessing. You say, wow, okay. That was rough. I'm out of here. Forgive me. I'm not going to go there. And then the next thing we have to do is we've got to refocus on what God is, uh, on what God says it means to respond well. Refocus. In other words, when you respond well, God is saying, like, way to go. So focus on that. Focus on what God is saying. Focus on what God is doing because God has laid it out for you. He said, if people persecute you, remember they persecuted me, but don't get crazy and don't retaliate and don't take it into your own hands and don't take revenge because revenge is mine. I'll take care of you. I got you covered. Make sure that you hold on. Make sure that you do it the right way. I want to make sure that you refocus on what I've said because I want to honor you. I want to bless you. I want you to respond well. So I want to take you where you need to be. So refocus on that. Say, God's got my back. God's going to take care of me. God's got me covered. God's watching out for me. Remember that. Hold on to that. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14, it says, If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. You're going to be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. It's saying, man, if people are coming after you, just know that my spirit is in you and I'm gonna see you through and I'm gonna help you and I'm gonna bless you. So refocus, focus on that. Say, you know what, Lord? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you that I didn't go off on them the way I wanted to. God, thank you that I didn't yield to destruction because, Lord, I was just bugged. Oh, Lord, I was hurt. Lord, I thought of all kinds of cool stuff I could have said to them to embarrass them and insult them and retaliate. But Lord, I, I chose not to. You see, when you choose not to, it means God's spirit can be seen in you. It means his spirit can be seen in you. It means God is shining bright through your life. Because people are saying, wow, <laughs> wow. Dude, I thought for sure you were going to slap her. 
I thought you were going to scratch your eyes off and pull out her hair. Say, you know what? I used to in the old days, but man, wow, God really has changed you. Do you see? They, they can see the spirit of God in you. In Acts chapter 5, verse 41, it, it says right there that the apostles had left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. In other words, the apostles had gone through a hard time because they represented Christ. And they felt like, man, God counted us, he counted us worthy, that we were, we were worthy to go through that torture. We were worthy to go through that insult. We were worthy of people talking about us. Oh, brother, she's, she's a Christian now. That's why she's all, oh, praise God that they can say those kind of things. He's a Christian now. He doesn't do those things anymore. Praise the Lord. Thank God they're saying that because it means that God can trust you. It means that God can put his hand on you, his spirit on you, and he's saying, don't you understand that you are my representative and I'm so proud of you and your hand is in my hand and my hand is in your hand and you represent me and I can trust you. I know I'm there and you're there. You got to remember that. You got to remember he's there for you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, it says, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. You see, it's saying that some of the trials we go through, some of the problems we go through seem overwhelming and we feel like giving up. But he says, just hang in there because afterwards you go, wow, I've grown so much. I remember when that used to happen to me before, I used to trip out. Now I'm really doing good. I'm not falling apart like I used to. God is so good. He sees me through. He's been so wonderful to me. Praise his holy name because you know what? He could trust me more and more. Not only does he trust me, it means that God's going to bless me. He's going to bless me because he sees what's going on. He knows what's happening. And because of that, he's saying, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take care of you. It produces glory in you. So, man, when you stand up and you stand tall, when someone else has, has insulted you, before not long, the people around you start defending you. They go, whoa, 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 wait, don't be excited. What are you saying? You know what? Shut your mouth. She's not like that. He's not like that. And they defend you and they protect you and they really shield you. And that's why it's so important that we remember. We remember our reward. That's the next thing we need to do. Remember our reward. Remember that God has a promise for us and he wants to bless us and he wants to really take care of us. Don't you understand God's gonna reward you? He's gonna bless you. Look what it says in Matthew chapter five, verse 11 and 12. He says right there, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. 
and remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. He's saying, you're going to be rewarded in heaven. And some of us are saying, ooh, forget it. That's going to take forever. It, it doesn't. Look, I was with somebody the other day, and they told me, yeah, I'm 86. I go, wow, man, that's awesome. You don't look like 86. And, and, and very honestly, when I was young, 86 was like ancient. Come on, think about it. When you were young, now that I'm in my 60s, I'm going, yeah, 86 is not even that old. It's, and it's really not. I know people in their 80s, and they're buzzing around, and they're all over the place. They don't stop. You're like, man, I hope and pray I have that energy and that drive and that passion for life when I get up in that age. And when you talk to people that are in their 80s, 90s, you know what they'll tell you? I can't believe I'm 80. I can't believe I'm 90. I don't even know how I got here so quick. Man, I was was just 20, and all of a sudden I'm 86. How did that happen? See, it goes like that. Some of you that just, you're just about to graduate high school. You're like, I can't believe I'm going to graduate high school. I still remember the eighth grade dance. I still, that quick. See, we're going to be in heaven a lot quicker than what we think. We say, ah, reward, reward. It's an eternal reward forever and ever and ever and ever. It's glorious. So hang in there. Don't give up. Keep pressing on. Hold on to that reward because it's glorious. In Romans chapter 8, verse 17, it says, And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. In other words, because of Jesus, we now share the glory of God. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Man, did that part have to be in the Bible? But guess what? Sometimes you go through suffering. Sometimes you go through suffering just because you're a Christian. Sometimes you go through suffering because they're lost. Sometimes you go through suffering because they're in sin. Sometimes you go through suffering because you know what? They just allowed the devil come in to mess with them and they're being a tool of the devil. So you know what? Just examine all that and process that and say, you know what? All I know is God's going to see me through. God is going to see me through. Thank you, Jesus, for watching out for me. Thank you for the reward. Think of the rewards he's given you even here on earth. You didn't do something, and all of a sudden you got a promotion at work. They go, we saw your maturity. We saw that you didn't retaliate. We saw that you kept your cool. You controlled yourself. Because of that, we're making you supervisor now. And you're like, wow, they saw it. They saw it in me that I'm not this immature person that, wow, wow. My husband sees that I'm growing. My wife sees that I'm getting stronger in the Lord. My parents are seeing it. My children are seeing it. Man, they need to see because God gives these rewards because he sees it. And he encourages us and he takes us from glory to glory to glory to glory. And then another thing we need to do if we're being really bullied and we're being just attacked and 
and, and there's a mean world out there, is we got to remain faithful and obedient. Faithful and obedient. First and foremost to the Lord, and then to one another. Isn't there nothing more frustrating than you're there trying to trust in someone and believe in someone, and all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. Like, what happened? I always tell people, if you're going to leave a church, make sure you go talk to the pastoral staff and say, hey, I'm leaving the church. Because they're believing in you. They're trusting you. You you serve a purpose and you serve a, a place. And all of a sudden you're gone? Don't just leave. Even if you have to say, you know what, pastor, I'm, I'm leaving the church because I hate your guts. I, I just hate you. Yeah, I hate you. And, and or I, I just don't like this church. I don't like the donuts. They, they never have pink donuts for me. And I, I'm, I'm leaving. Or I'm leaving because the greeters, I walked by twice and they didn't say hi, not even once. And the ushers, they didn't ush me at all. I wanted them to ush me. I thought they would ush me. Instead, they shushed me. <clears throat> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Some people leave because they're childish. Some people leave because they're, they, they used to be bar hoppers and now they're church hoppers. From here and here and here and here and here. You know what? Look, man, we're in the army of God. If we're at war and we're in a foxhole and, and man, Johnny or Susie have my back and I'm over here like that. Johnny, watch my back. Yeah, I got you, bro. Got you, bro. Got you, bro. Johnny. 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 Susie. Where'd you go, man? No way I'm getting back. Like, what happened? They vanished. They're gone. Be faithful. Be faithful and be obedient. And then we need to be faithful and obedient to God. We need to be faithful to him. Oh, I'm bugged with God. I don't like him. I've been bugged with my mom and dad before. They're both in heaven now, but when I was a kid, look, I've seen kids do this. I've seen it at stores. I've seen it here. I've seen it. I've seen it in the community. Your kid can't have a candy or you don't let them go to the dance or you, they have a 12 o'clock curfew and they want a two o'clock and they go, I hate you. I hate you. And 10 seconds later, I love you, mama. Sorry, Daddy, I didn't mean that, Dad. You know, I, I love you. You're just venting your emotions, your frustration. It's okay to do that. God's a big boy. God, it's not like if he doesn't know anyway. If you're all bugged with him, why should I go to church? I don't even want to go to church. New beginnings, new beginnings. I didn't get a new beginning. I went there and been there a bunch of times. No new beginning happened. I'm all mad. I'm all mad. And No, remain faithful. Remain faithful. Remain obedient. Look what he says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. He says, and if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, Keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you for he will never fail you. God is faithful. Let's be faithful back. 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says, Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Just know that they might be hurling insults at you just because you go to church. Like I tell people, every time they come to church, they ought to get their phone out and check in. If you have Facebook, you could check in. You could say, hey, I'm here at New Beginnings, can't wait, this is awesome. And that way your friends at work or school or your neighbors, wow, you're a Christian? Dude, I need someone to pray with me. Sometimes they might make fun of you, but you know what? When no one's looking, hey, dude, pray for me and my old lady. Pray for me and my, my man. Me and my husband, we're at each other. I don't know what's going on. Pray for me and my family. My kids are out there lost. Pray, 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 pray. See, they're able to open up, but because you declared, I'm a Christian. And some might say, ay, ay, you're a Christian. Ay, you don't live like it. And they might just start hurling insults, say, you know what, God? Thank you that you got my back. Thank you that you're going to cover me with your blood. See, the Bible even says that when people treat you bad and they come after you and you show them love instead, it's like heaping hot coals on their head. They get even madder, like, they're so stupid, they don't even know I'm picking on them. No, they're just righteous and letting you expose yourself. You're showing what wickedness lies in your heart. You see, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, it says, and everyone who has given up houses and brothers and sisters and father and mother and children or property for my sake will receive, will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. So it's not saying to get rid of your family and all that. What it's saying is that when you put God first, sometimes your family might say, you're not going to go to that church. This is our church, and this is the only church we go to. Well, guess what? I found Jesus, and and, and, and I, I really enjoy that church, so that's where I'm going to go. If you go to that church, you're no son of mine. You're no daughter of mine. Well, then I love you. I'm sorry you feel that way. You're not my brother and sister. Well, I'm really sorry you feel that way, but I'm going to serve Jesus. You know what? You're not going to get an inheritance. You're not going to get the house. Man, I'm sorry that you feel that way. After all I've poured into you, Mom, I mean you, Dad, but that's okay. God's got me covered. He'll give me 100 times more. See, we've got to believe. We've got to trust. We've got to hold on. In the book of Matthew, I mean Mark, Chapter 8, verse 38, it says, If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in glory of his Father and the holy angels. So he's saying, I'm going to declare him. Somebody told me a while back, they go, Pastor, why do you ask people to raise their hand if they want to accept Jesus? I go, one, I know if I need to pray a prayer of salvation. But then you make them stand, man. Pobrecitos, man. That's like embarrassing. And the Bible says if anyone's ashamed of me, then I'm, I'm ashamed of them. 
But then you make them come up and give you a hug. Well, I'm happy that they accepted Christ. I want to let them know how happy I am. And then you make them go back there to get a Bible and, oh my gosh. I go, well, man, I'm happy because they just got saved. They accepted Jesus. They're not going to hell anymore. That's the reason to rejoice. I don't do it to parade them around. Look at that sinner finally came to Jesus. Because I was a sinner among sinners. And so were you. So don't think you're all that. Because we're just messed up at times. Let's finish up. Matthew 10, verse 32. Everyone who acknowledged me publicly on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. So you know what? I pray that I've helped you process how to deal with people that are being mean, people that are bullying you, people that are treating you bad. And perhaps some of you haven't given your life to Christ. And today you want to accept Jesus. You want to ask him to forgive your sins. If that's you, raise your hand. Say, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus. Anyone here today? Anyone here today? Well, then let's pray. I just really pray that maybe some of you today are carrying some real pain because of pain that's been inflicted to you. And you've been carrying this bitterness for a long time. You've been carrying this anger for a long time. You've been carrying this hurt for a long time. And you're overwhelmed and you're saying like, man, I hate him. I hate her. And God doesn't want you to ignore what took place. He just wants you to get rid of the hate. You can hate the sin. But you need to forgive and just say, God, I forgive. I I never wanted them in my life again. I don't need to be hurt anymore, but I don't need to carry this kind of unforgiveness. Because of the old saying, it's like drinking poison and expecting them to die. Instead, it's killing you. And maybe you're overwhelmed and you're wounded. Maybe it had nothing to do with the sermon. You're just dealing with some stuff that is just overwhelming. Your health is going bad. Your marriage is going bad. Your children are really left gutter. I don't know what you're going through today, but I know that Jesus wants to heal you, touch you, and really restore you. So would you stand with us as we close in prayer and we sing this song out to say, God, I love you. I love you because you first loved us. So if you want prayer and you want Jesus to minister to you, Make your way up right now. Lay it at the altar. Say, man, I've got some, I got some anger issues here. I've got some unforgiveness. I've, I've got some bitterness. I've, I've got some scars that people are hurting me. I need to give this to you, God, because I, I'm ready to pull their hair out. And I really need help. I need God to restore me right now. I need God to help me. So will you just completely surrender to him? As we sing this song, keep making your way up. There's people that want to pray with you and minister to you. But release your pain.
our pain, our anxiety, our worry, our fears, our frustrations, our anger, our unforgiveness over to the Lord. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every man, woman, and child, Lord, that's in this sanctuary or those watching online. Father, I pray peace, love, and grace over us. I pray that, Father, you help us heal from the wounds that we carry words and actions that have wounded us deeply. Father, I pray that we could learn and continue to learn how to forgive and to release these things over to you. And Lord, though we might never have a friendship or a relationship with them ever again, Father God, I pray that, Lord, you just allow us to be able to be encouraged and strengthened by your love. So, Father God, I pray bless 
I pray honor, glory, and praise to your name. And I pray that, Lord, as we get ready to leave this building, that we stay in the goodness and that safe place with you in worship. We thank you, Lord. We pray that you can forgive us of our sins so that we can learn how to forgive others. Father, I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. We love you, church. Just want to let you know there's invitations that you can take to give to your friends to get them here for Easter. I really pray you do. And I pray that uh, you you become a part of this. If you are going to be here for child dedication, I need you to meet us at this doorway over here. If you're dedicating your child, God bless you.